You're listening to the team Top Figure Podcast. Your one-stop shop for entrepreneurship, lifestyle, and motivation. How's it going, everybody? We're back here with another KeyCast episode. We got a special guest on today's episode. Go ahead and introduce him. Hey, everyone. It's Wisdom again. We are back, but we have a special guest here today. He is the CEO and founder of Bador Business Group, also a serial entrepreneur. Introducing Mikolai Bador, guys. What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. Welcome. Yeah, welcome, welcome. welcome. All right. So tell us a little bit about what you do, you. I know you're. You know, you got a lot of things going on, and you're a yeah serial entrepreneur. So what's what's going on in Bedore's business group, and what's going on in your life as of right now? So many things, you guys. I, you know, I think I found this entrepreneurial path about six years ago. It was just kind of a an itch that just kept growing and growing, and I learned. I learned about the entrepreneurial path as not a risk as much as it was a ri- more of a risk to not seize opportunity. Mm-hmm. So I think opportunity was flying at me, and I had 15 years in, the, in a safe route with the mm-hmm. golden handcuffs uh, as a top performer at some big companies like IBM and Oracle and Verizon and so on. Mm-hmm. And um, I think just met the right types of people that kind of made me, well, my in-laws being one of them, uh, fellow uh, entrepreneurs and getting kind of my, my feet wet at Coco, mm-hmm. starting to realize that there's this whole nother life that I was not aware of. That's mm-hmm. entrepreneurial. So ever since then, I think I've been making it for lost time. And we started a handful of companies, but, uh, but our business group has always been, our BBG uh, shorthand has always been kind of the, the, the mainstay, right? Mm-hmm. It's always been kind of the anchor. And we've been able to, to start some companies, spin some off. Um, but most importantly, what we do is revenue growth. Okay. And mm-hmm. so it's the, it's, it's the one side, the visionary side, if you will, mm-hmm. um, of entrepreneurship, which is the marketing, sales, sales branding, absolutely. and um, focused all around how to get to the right target clients mm-hmm. um, to make it as easy as possible for them to say yes mm-hmm. to whatever it is you're offering. Wow. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. That's awesome. Awesome. And uh, you got a little, you got into a little bit how the, you started your journey. What are, what were like some roadblocks when you first started? You were like, oh, this is hard. And then I thought, you know, some of a few roadblocks that you came across. Because the entrepreneurship journey is definitely has a lot of hurdles. It's not easy. It's not, you know, a lot of people get that twisted. They think that it's much easier, you know, to go the safe, you know, to, uh, you know, like get a career and, you know, it's... And it definitely is. And this is not a quick way to get rich. Rich, exactly. Definitely is not the quick way to get rich. That's number one. Mm -hmm. But it's just something about it that keeps entrepreneurs going every single day. Like, what was your drive every day? So, so there's two misconceptions yeah. that you're going to be you're you're going to get rich quick, mm-hmm. and you're going to have unlimited free time. Mm-hmm. Those are like the two things that if anyone's <laughs> listening to this and they think that's that's how it is, it isn't. Uh, can you get rich? Yes. Can you eventually have lots of free time? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But if you think it's going to be easy to get there, that is just just a, just especially in the beginning. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, I guess roadblocks. I think the roadblocks for me is I had a good thing. I had a, a sales process that I executed for 15 years. I had it down, right? Mm-hmm. What you realize as an entrepreneur is, and there's a book called The E-Myth, if you guys have ever read it, it's yeah. fantastic. And basically it talks about the technician. So I was a really good technician. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. okay? So I was really good at this one thing. But once I got into entrepreneurship on my own, what I didn't realize is that I wasn't just a salesperson. Mm -hmm. I was also the accountant. Mm -hmm. I was also... Multiple hats. Oh, like like hats, I mean, legal. I mean, all these things that I had, you know, it took me six months to develop our first Wix website, which was literally, I think, developed for nine-year-olds. And it took me, you know, a lot of time because I wasn't good at it. I didn't know I I had to, to, to... I was going to be the one de- developing the website or I was the one that had to make sure that our, our ledger was right or mm-hmm. that we had to file quarterly. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't know that stuff. Those are all things that you learn along the journey. And what's weird about it is as, as unfun as that stuff is, especially from an ADD mm-hmm. serial entrepreneurial sales guy, <laughs> that's part of the fun. That's it, it sounds crazy to say it, you know, loud, but that's part of the fun. It's, yeah. it's all these things that you learn. And you realize, I think, I think the, the other thing, you know, with, with these roadblocks is once you get to a certain point where you go, I think I got this, mm-hmm. then you, that's immediately when you don't. Something changes or whatever. Right away, the uncertainty. But the good is, mm-hmm. if the lights were to go out, you know, like when you're working for someone else, they fire you, you're fired. Yeah. Yeah. You're an entrepreneur, you are always going to have food on the table because so you know how to make it with your bare so hands. <laughs> and, and I think that's part of when you get there, it's because of all those roadblocks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the roadblocks actually sharpen your claws to a so, point where you're always going to have food on the table because you know what it's like when the power goes out, you yeah. can still make hay, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. So, That's awesome. And um, like you mentioned, uh, that, that was a great, great explanation. But another thing I kind of wanted to get into is um, leadership. Like as a CEO and as a founder, I know you have to wear multiple hats. I know you got to manage a lot of people, but... What do you think makes a great leader, you know, like makes a really, really great leader? So if my team's listening, they're probably going to laugh at this because I'm, I'm I, they say I'm a, I'm a great leader and a piss poor manager, mm-hmm. if I can say that on this. Um, so, but let me define the difference, right? A leader is somebody, I think, I think so I was very blessed to, to be able to have great leaders in my life, mm-hmm. which is, I think, why I found out early on that I wasn't great at the management side Mm -hmm. because it isn't just about empathy and whatever. It's hard as as an entrepreneur, I think, to be as great of a manager as someone who's disconnected with the project because when it's your project and you're trying to lead a team, everyone's not doing as good as you could do because it's your baby. Mm -hmm. So I think the first thing is you need to remove yourself, okay? And that's managing and leading is the same and it's very different. But a good leader will immediately understand Here's what I am good at. Here's what I'm skilled at. I found that I was not good at the day-to-day management. Mm-hmm. I'm good at leading the vision, mm-hmm. right? And executing a plan, but building that plan wasn't my forte either. You see the difference? Yeah. So understanding first and foremost what your strengths are and what your weaknesses are. And then second is surrounding yourself with people that can do those things that you are weak at better than you and metricing them, putting metrics in place so that you can highlight their like you can highlight their their wins mm-hmm. meaning if if you do this and you do that i'm going to highlight your wins you always want to make sure that when those you have something in place that when they hit those achievements that you celebrate that with them and that they know that they're valuable to you because mm-hmm. there are people on my team that if i didn't have if you know metrics i guess in place so we know what a good and a bad day is if i didn't have those people on my team we'd be out of business there's no doubt so you need to put yourself around people that are better than you and i think it's is it not steve jobs it's the Remember Richard Branson, somebody anyway. Mm-hmm. They talk about don't hire, that's oh, Richard Branson, don't hire smart people to tell them what to do. Yeah. You hire 
you hire smart people so that they can tell you what to do. Exactly. And there's people on our team right now that tell me what to do on a daily basis mm-hmm. and vice versa. But that's, that's awesome. And um, like you mentioned, people telling you what to do. Um, so as a, as a leader, should you, should you, you should always be taking feedback and taking criticism because if you don't, that kind of means you're either not going to succeed as much or there's something going wrong in your company and someone's telling you and you're not listening. There are some people like that. What would be like some advice you would give on that? So in my opinion, there's, there's two flavors of this. I mean, you need to stand firm on what the vision is, but you equally need to be able to take bullets. If, you, if one day you come across and you say, I don't need your advice anymore, you are not a leader anymore. Mm-hmm. You are, now you are not a leader. Mm-hmm. The second that you think you know it all, you have stopped living, you've stopped learning, mm-hmm. and now your whole team is gonna suffer because of it. You, you have to be able to take bullets and feedback mm-hmm. as positive criticism, and I think that you need to seek it. Yeah. I constantly, during our Monday, you know, our, our, our level 10s on Monday, I need feedback. And I get it, man. I'll tell you right now, these guys, they don't hold back. And that's okay. Because at the end of the day, it's their paychecks depend on, on how we do. Not me do. Not how I do. How we do. So if people don't enjoy it, the, the process is the hardest part and it's the best part. If they don't enjoy the process because the leader is poor at his or her job, well, then everybody is affected. And that isn't the place that people want it to be. And then you don't no longer have a company. Wow, absolutely. Awesome. So one thing is that, you know, you absolutely killing it in sales. What are some suggestions? And sales is all about relationships. That's what we were talking, we're about, talking about, you know. Yeah. And I want, I want to, yeah, get into that because that's one thing that really, you know, entrepreneurship journey, it's all about being able to sell who you are mm-hmm. and sell, you know, yourself and your company. Uh, and it's not really, just give it, if you could give our audience a taste of really, what are some advice you could give them on sales and re- relationship building? Because because a lot of people are like scared of the word sales. Yeah. Like when they hear that sales, is- they're like, "I'm not a salesman. I can't sell. That's not me. I don't want to sell." Like and me, I had past experience. I used to work out on AT and T. I worked at LA Fitness, so I knew exactly what sales was. Like I knew you had to survive to like if you don't sell, you don't eat type thing. But yeah. some people are scared to get put in that predicament. But I found it really worked out well for me because I knew, okay, if this is all on how good I could do, this is all on how much work I could put in. And I like those type of situations, but some people don't. So what would you recommend? Well, there's a couple of things. So first of all, we got to remove the word sales. We talked yeah, about that earlier. Exactly. Second of all, though, whatever it is, um, you have to have something like a new car or a new company you want to spin off or whatever it is. You have to have that, I have found, visually in front of you, whether it's in your car, in your home, or in your office, or whatever, that is driving you towards whatever that is. If you can't visualize it, it's not going to happen, mm-hmm. and you need to have it looking at you. Mm-hmm. I, have, I mean, there's statistics I can show you guys. You know, The top guys that I used to work against or compete against, or gals, I should say, always had something that you could look at. And number mm-hmm. three is your process. It, sales is a process. It is people, they always think that it is is more confusing than it is. Mm-hmm. Most of the people that we talk to love to develop technologies or they love to build companies or whatever. They follow a process, otherwise they wouldn't be successful. Mm-hmm. Sales is no different. But first and foremost, you have to remove the word sales. We talked yeah. about this earlier. Mm-hmm. Is, you kind of explain that to me? Yeah, them? People, people struggle with sales, but they don't struggle at all about telling you, oh, I just saw Deadpool 2, it was so yeah. amazing. Or, um, hey, I went to this restaurant, it was so great. So mm-hmm. in this scenario, let's, I, don't know, I hate to, for the audience is, okay, 
you guys sold me on coming here. Yeah. Why? Because the first time I, I met you guys, you sold me on, on, on how trustworthy you were. Then we got into what you guys do, which I think is amazing. Anyone listening, hire these guys. They're fantastic. <laughs> um, you sold me on what you guys do. I was very interested, right? Then we went to some events together, and y- you, know, I, you were selling folks on, on, on the dream and, the, and what you guys do. And, and then you sold each other on, we should start a podcast, and let's mm-hmm. bring people together, right? Sell, sell, yeah. sell. Now let's remove that word from that, that scenario, and we say, all right, the, the second that I met you, I trusted you, right? Yeah. And then you inspired me to consider, maybe I should, <laughs> I should look at my brand in a different, different way. And then we, we hung out and you guys were just authentic, right? Yeah. And you, you enabled people, uh, you're, you're very approachable. So you enable people to lower their guard and learn from you and look at your followings, right? And then you, you asked me, you invited me to come here and I gladly accepted because of all those things. Mm-hmm. That is the same thing just without the word sales. Wow. The same thing, wow. but people don't look at it that way. So if you can look at it a different way and say, I'm passionate about my vision or my company or my cause or my children or whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. And, you, and you want to tell people authentically and you want to you remove, so here's where the process comes in. You want to remove all roadblocks mm-hmm. that enables them to say yes, mm-hmm. right? The best salespeople... There we go back at the word salespeople. <laughs> They're the best at removing roadblocks that would keep you from saying yes to my product or service that's something you probably need mm-hmm. or you already wanted. That's it. That's it. And mm-hmm. I've been doing this my whole life, and I'm telling you in whatever, t- two minutes, mm-hmm. that's it. That's, there's nothing else outside of those three things. Wow. Remove sales from your mind, get it out of your way, and yeah. start having conversations, mm-hmm. right? Be authentic and invite, right? And, and, and have kind of your, your communication, you know, kind of embedded in, in your head or written down or whatever. I have a goal, right, of what this communication is going to procure. And at the end, get that, that vision also written down. So you have your goal in front of your face and you have your, um, your process of communication, which is all sales is, is communication, mm-hmm. written out of how you're, you know, what's worked in the past yeah. and what hasn't and you know, different yeah. tries. Mm-hmm. You, did, you do that a handful of times and you'll find there is no such thing as the sales voodoo monster anymore. Mm-hmm. Wow. Now you're making it rain and you're liking, your, you're liking that side of the, the, the business. I promise you that. Wow. Nothing more. That's, That's amazing. Right. And it all starts with just taking the word sales out of it. Out of it. And just looking at it as, hey, you know, what can I do to really nurture this relationship and really That's... provide the most value? That's it. It's like, that's, you don't really need to. That's that's. I think that's the thing that no people are mostly scared of that term. Scared. It's like, no, oh my no, god, no. I have to go door knock and try to pitch them on this. But, you know, it's like. But but at the end of the day, though, if it's um, I'm sorry here, I'm gonna say the word <laughs> sales. If it's not for sales, like there isn't gonna be a paycheck on the table. So like, yeah. how should like they approach that aspect of things? Because that that's the a clothes, whole different. Yeah, the clothes, the clothes now. now that's a whole different. Um, table because i know you got the coffees and closers and make sure you guys check that out uh, so yeah so what would you recommend on that aspect so i think just if i understand your your question now we're talking more on how do you enable someone like exactly okay so i'm just gonna assume mm-hmm. i hate to assume that you guys are you know you guys are social geniuses mm-hmm. marketing geniuses so let's just assume someone's looked my way yeah mm-hmm. they've looked at whatever it is they yeah. they, they they're interested yeah okay First thing is, is you need to realize whether it's a job interview that you're interviewing for, you are selling, here we go again, mm-hmm. this person on hiring you, or if it's your product 
and they have a pain, they wouldn't be looking your way if they didn't have some sort of pain that they pain. think that you could solve, whatever it is. Yeah. Maybe their basketball got popped and they need to do basketball. It doesn't matter what mm -hmm. the product or service is, it's just they're looking your way, right? Yeah. So seize that. I, 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 uh, I was going to tell a dad, a dad's story. Actually, I will. My dad, one of the best advice he ever got when I was a single guy, mm -hmm. he said, when you go to a bar or a party or whatever, right? And he goes, you, you look around and you see those girls that are still looking at you. Mm -hmm. That person is interested in you. They're looking your way. Focus your time on, on him or her because all the other ones have already looked at you and they're just not interested. Mm -hmm. And I think that though kind of deviating from, from the original question is, yeah. is very wise. If someone's looking at you, the first thing is it is all about them. Yeah. And that sounds old school and people say the customer is wrong. Well, maybe. If the customer's an asshole, they're wrong. But I think that's what they're saying. Fire them if they're an asshole or they make your life miserable. Yeah. But don't, don't start with what you, they're looking at you, they have a question whether they're asking it or not. Yeah. Allow them to ask questions. And also, start low. People start so high with their product. Say, hey, I see you looking my way. This is a terrible role play, but I see you looking my way. Um, what, you know, what, what's on your mind? It seems like you, you have something that's on your mind that you want to kind of let out, and yeah. I'd love to hear all about it. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, my Instagram following is, is garbage, and I just blah, 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 blah. Well, why do you think that is, right? And you start just asking them questions. You start interviewing them like a doctor. Yeah. I mean, the old Sandler approach is you don't go to a doctor and, and prescribe a, they don't prescribe a cast the second you walk in because you're a cough. Mm -hmm. Why do people do that in sales? Yeah. So we just need to allow them to, to, to tell us, well, here's what's going on, here's what I think. Well, how would more Instagram followers you know, affect your, your, your revenue, your bottom line? Mm -hmm. I mean, I'll tell you right now, this, this, and that. I read another thing on this, and you go, you know, I read that article too. Have you, have you read this, this, this article that says this, this, that? No, I haven't. Why don't I send that to you? And you're selling the next opportunity to connect with them. Mm -hmm. I think that's number two. Is Number one is start low, lower their guard, and enable them to feel comfortable and <coughs> ask questions. It's the only way you're going to learn. Yeah. Number two is, you know, number, number two is just allow them, like once, once you get to, 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 that kind of, mm -hmm. to that kind of point, now start inviting them. Yeah. So instead of saying, all right, well, I got this guy, we do, here's what we do, this is great. No. Say, well, I think that, you know, we do something that, that maybe will help, but I don't know enough about your business or your need mm -hmm. to, to, to have any impact on it today. Why don't we set up another time? Right? Maybe, maybe invite some of your, your colleagues or whatever, and then you go and you meet the colleagues. Oh. And then it's, you do the same thing with those guys. We start asking questions, we start, well, and we, we share a little bit more. Hey guys, would it make sense for us to come out with my entire team and you bring your entire team, right? Maybe we whiteboard, or maybe you already have enough information to put together what, what would a return on investment look like and so on and so forth. Would that be a value? Sure. Because the more time you touch this person, that is a relationship. Absolutely. Yeah. The longest lasting relationships you guys have had mm -hmm. wasn't because you met each other. I mean, it's, it's evolved over time. Yeah. Same with selling your product or service. Wow. Because it, it's so expensive, they say this statistically, the most mm -hmm. expensive, it's like 17x to cost to get a new client, right? Mm -hmm. And then to keep them, that's where, that's where it gets easy. But people... Yeah. They don't do enough on the front end mm -hmm. to win the trust of that person so that they're there long term. Wow. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Most of my clients now, have, in fact, I got a guy, Casey Allen, if you guys know him, he's coming out on the, on the boat tonight. Like he's, mm -hmm. he's a friend, right? He's a mm -hmm. friend now. Our clients, our friends are all intermixed. Mm -hmm. And that's mm -hmm. long term growth. Long term mm -hmm. growth. Yeah? 
that's amazing. Cool. He dropped a lot of keys on that. That's the thing. The guru and, of yeah, and uh, yeah, and um, this is this is perfect. Yeah, this is this is perfect. Um, this is gonna lead right next to our next segment here about networking. You know the power of networking, and a lot of people don't understand. We met at yeah, isn't that the, the, we met? Like, yeah. Like, yeah, we met at so, our EO, yeah, the, so like um, what, what, what's your what's your advice on getting clients through networking and doing it the right way? Because you don't want to be overselling someone the first day, or you don't want to be making someone uncomfortable. What's the right way to start a networking, to d- develop the relationship, then go on from there? <laughs> Here's, here's where my, the shiny of my knowledge kind of starts to fade. You'll start hearing the same things over and over mm-hmm. because of the process. So yeah. hopefully that sticks. If there's anything that people connect with is develop a process, whatever that is. Number one is it's the same thing we just, I'm going to repeat myself. Mm-hmm. So basically you meet somebody. Mm-hmm. Well, well, okay, here's one, one step. This goes into the marketing. So I hate yeah. to say networking is sales, but sales is life and so on and so forth. But if you're going to go to a networking event, mm-hmm. you should probably find out like, who's hashtag, who else is going to be there. Mm-hmm. And then within that grouping of people, right? Like, let's just call it out what it is. Networking is business, business is networking. It's all the same, okay? So just assuming that, you should probably do some research on who's gonna be there. Because you guys sell a service, so do we, right? So when I go places, um, it probably doesn't make sense if I go and talk to somebody who has no need for what we do at all. I mean, right? But if you do end up talking to those, those folks, what's the first thing you do? Ask them a question. They're coming up to you or you're coming up with, with, to them, and you start asking just basic questions. You know, hey, we're here today. Let's say it's a Marcato, some any any event. I mean, you guys were just you, you guys were just down south. You know, yeah. Why were you there? Why were they there? They're mm-hmm. pro- that's a mutual interest those people have. So you start to talk about it. Yeah. Hey, what brought you down here today? Oh, I run this kind of company, or I'm really interested in meeting this person, or blah blah blah. And you go, no kidding, I know this person. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, they're right over there. Do you want mm-hmm. me to? See, and, and now you start asking questions, and then as that interaction is taking place, now, now that person's asking them questions, they're asking that person questions, now you're having a conversation, and you start hearing, whoa, there might be opportunity for one business, or not, or number two, maybe there's opportunity for us to partner, or there's a lot of opportunities that you will find if you listen, mm. and you ask, Right? What do you do? Oh, we're a revenue growth agency that works with a bunch of technology companies. But enough about that. What do you do? <laughs> Tell me about you. Yeah. Well, you guys grow, you know, personal brands for. That's it. That's it. Remember when we met at EO? Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Super interesting. And then and then we delved into more conversation. And what didn't we do? We didn't sign a contract on the spot. Nope. nope. We, we said, why don't you come to our podcast kickoff, which mm-hmm. you guys did? Why don't you come to that? Or hey, why don't we come hang out at this or yeah. hang out at WeWork or do whatever? We're selling the next meeting, and that's a relationship. Yeah. And now we're here on a podcast <laughs> together. That's true. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, a last thing, like, you know, it's kind of getting a little long, though, just 22, but a lot of keys. You're dropping a lot of keys in. Very valuable. Super but, valuable. Um, one thing I wanted to talk about is um, the, commu- the entrepreneurship community here in the Twin Cities. Like, um, I know it's growing a lot, and it keeps growing. Like, what's your, in- what, do you, what do you feel like we should do to kind of be as a unit here in the Twin Cities. Because uh, when, I, when I went down to the collision in New Orleans, like people that, the, some of the people that were from New Orleans, they knew each other like, oh, that's John over there. Hey, John, how's, how's business, man? How you, how you doing, man? Yeah, good. Oh, Angie, hey, how's it going? So it's like they all know each other and they all know what they do. Why? Because they, they're building that community. Here, we kind of have that, but 
what do you think we should do to kind of improve that and be more so like a community in the Twin Cities of entrepreneurs? You know, so you said it. We do have that, but we can do better. Exactly. We can do way better. And so I think number one is in- inclusiveness. And I'm not saying that as a, as a, as a keyword here, right? Mm-hmm. This isn't to win an award or, or a few extra likes. I, I really mean it. I think we need to be more inclusive of entrepreneurs that are at all stages. Yeah. We, cel- we seem to celebrate the same entrepreneurs over and over oh. that are at the same exact stage. And every now and then, you get one that gets brought up. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're starting to get some credibility, but we, we've been doing this for <laughs> almost six years. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, you know, it, I think if we were to, I think we should just do a better job of including all people that have chosen to be entrepreneurs, whether it's your first day or not, and not, not looking down on those folks to say, well, they don't bring value to me because guess what? Mm-hmm. They might bring value to you. Mm-hmm. If you give them a shot, you don't know what they bring to the table. So yeah. let's not, let's not stop huddling over in our corner and talking to each other and, you know, the grease in our own egos. Let's go and say hello <laughs> to new folks like you. When we met, yeah. when we met, I mean, this relationship has blossomed fast. Yeah, because you're interesting. You do things mm-hmm. that I cannot do. Mm-hmm. You know, you you understand things that I do not. I have like a pinch of Instagram followers compared to you guys. I mean, I can learn from you, and maybe you can learn from me. Exactly. And I think that is how we will make a more robust community is if if everyone's we're all part of the same club we're all we all wear the entrepreneurial badge exactly we're just at different phases so if we looked at our community that way and said they've made a choice Mm -hmm. to be an entrepreneur let's embrace them with open arms and let's let's share that would it would i think would i think to me it would augment the community it would also uh accelerate growth of entrepreneurs coming up that may in fact help like like you guys like mm-hmm. you have me super interested if you can't tell on mm-hmm. your on your service yeah that service will help my service mm-hmm. gain more clients yeah. do you see what I'm saying yeah but if we hadn't had that conversation mm-hmm. where would we be exactly and like I love how you mentioned that um, celebrate all entrepreneurs at all levels because. Um, it, it it gets it gets boring like celebrating the same person over and over and over and over again when there's someone over here that has so much talent but they don't get recognized because number one they might not have this experience or they might not be as old like they might not have um, years of experience so like I think that's something huge huge for Minneapolis and that's something we need to work on um how would how would we start taking steps towards that and kind of really heading towards that t- direction because like you said we all wear that entrepreneurship badge and I can see oh he's an entrepreneur oh he's a founder oh he's an entrepreneur like rather than being so scattered everywhere let's all come together and really mingle something up together and take it to the next level yeah so um, well, first of all, I, I don't just think that, that, you know, you said something about someone makes a choice and we embrace mm-hmm. them with open arms. I don't think it's just the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. I think strategically, as yeah. a business decision, it is the, it's, it's the only decision. Because otherwise, all we're doing is recycling old content. Yeah. I mean, like, just as a, a community that, that desperately wants to be in the national, you know, in the, in the national yeah. spotlight, yeah. It, the more people we have producing unique content, mm-hmm. I mean, we don't need to talk about basic marketing, like, that yeah. now rises us in any sort of mm-hmm. social ranking, if you will. Um, but I think to, to make it where we're we, we actually take action steps, mm-hmm. I believe that the mashing... I think we one thing we should do is we have beta, we've got tech.man, we've got all these, we've got events, we've got groups. But what about, so I go to marketing things too, what about all these other groups that mm-hmm. are meeting on their own, 
and they're doing their own thing and everyone's in marketing, we're all learning from marketing. What if we were to mash yeah. those events together? And so now all we have is just a crossbreed of all these different types of, of, of events. You're probably A, gonna create more new entrepreneurs from those experiences, mm-hmm. right? But you're also going to learn new things and new people and new partnerships that could take existing entrepreneurs to the next level. Mm-hmm. And then that just inspires, what it does is it inspires hope that says, I know this is hard, but I now have a massive community of people, A, that I'm familiar with, and B, I'm not familiar with, but either way, I've seen people of all shapes and sizes doing this thing that I once was scared of, but wow. they're just like me. That is, wow. Solved it. That's, that's literally the answer that the Twin Cities needs to really get us to the next level and be, nationally ranked with like entrepreneurs because we're a huge med tech uh, scene here in Minnesota mm-hmm. and it's going very fast and um, I think these are steps we need to take to be like New York to be like LA to be like Atlanta these big cities so that's that's something great you know do you have any more things yeah so pretty much yeah we, we're almost at 30 <laughs> this oh, is our, I think it's our longest podcast that we have but it's a trust me no it's so much value so much value here um again we just want to give a huge thank you to um Nikolai Bedo for coming out and um if you want to tell them all your socials where they can find you everything your company's at and all that so uh check us out it's bedorbusinessgroup.com I'm Nikolai Bedor I'm one of the fewer Mikolais, so just Mikolai Bedore. Um, but uh, at Bedore Business Group, Twitter, uh, Bedore Business Group on uh, Instagram. It's pretty much Bedore Business Group anywhere you look. So uh, come find us, connect. We'd love to learn more about you. Awesome. awesome. Thank and that you. wraps this week's KeyCast. Mm-hmm. That's what we call it. Not the key podcast, cast. the KeyCast. Because like we're always just... The keys to open many doors. All right? Oh. There you go. Awesome. <laughs> well, thanks, guys. Yeah.